We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief announcement. I, Ken Vasoli, once again have a DJ set happening in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania this time, Saturday, November 11th. That's Saturday, November 11th in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania at a place called the Borough Brew House. So track it down, show up. I go on at 9. I think I'm going till midnight. Do you like the tracks that we play on this show? Do you want to hear some of the beats I make in my spare time? <laughs> Do you overall think I'm a pretty sweet dude? Well, you, hey, you should come check out what I'm going to DJ. It's going to blow your mind. The deepest cuts. The first cut is the deepest. Well, we'll see. And now on with the show. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Wax On. Episode 20. Oh, coming in right around a year from when we started this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in for our 20th episode. I am your host, Ken Vasoli. My lovely co-host is here with me, Miss Lena. Hello. How you feeling, babe? Pretty good. A little sad I have work. Very early in the morning tomorrow. This, this is true. <laughs> but it's all right. We had a nice relaxing... It was off today. Can't really complain. Yeah. <laughs> we did some adventuring mm-hmm. with our boy on the woods. Yes. Checked out some foliage. Did some leafing. Mm-hmm. Crunched on some leaves. It's nice. It was. Ready to work, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, what better to refresh you and get you all primed up for the work week than some groovy tunes. Mm-hmm. And look at us, like two weeks after our last podcast, hitting a little bit of a groove here. <laughs> got another episode coming down the pike. It's just hard to find time to it is. do these, squeeze them in. <laughs> we talk, we, it's usually like a three-day process of being like, let's do it tonight. No. And then, yeah, and then it gets to be 11 and, you know, we're watching something funny on TV. <laughs> and it's not just the time that it takes to do this. It also takes quite a bit of time to load all these songs up and have this be a fluid, fun thing. But we can listen to some tunes. We have a fun episode today. Yes, we do. We are wax on unhinged. <laughs> wax melted. We're just all over the place. Now that the rules are out the window, we can play... Whatever the heck we want. Yes. And it's outrageous. We're just thumbing through these records, realizing that we can we can get awful crazy with this show if we want to. And we shall. And we're not gonna waste any time. Uh, we've got a curfew tonight, so we're gonna we're gonna hit it. We're gonna hit it hard, people. Um, 
Oh, real quick, I, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but thank you for leaving us five-star reviews on the iTunes page. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, do you remember what that last one was all it about? It was like, uh, get the chair. Yeah, get the beanbag <laughs> chair. Five stars. <laughs> so our request was fulfilled. Someone <laughs> actually got into the conversation about this beanbag chair, which is uh, heartbreakingly overpriced. It's 800 bucks? Yeah. I mean... So we've been talking about <laughs> maybe what what to do, you know, uh, GoFundMe pages or <laughs> maybe we can get together a walkathon, um, try to raise some money for this chair. Let's settle for a generic. You know, I'd like to say that, but then once we started exploring our options with generic beanbag chairs, it's sort of disappointing out there. There's not a great in-between. All right, well, it's either an investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either we got to, like, get a... Um, we got to like take out a loan <laughs> <laughs> or I got to do like an entire tour I and make just... payments on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, or, you know, if anyone works at the love sack corporation and knows anyone high up that can cut us, uh, a deal, make us brand ambassadors. We're happy to do a video podcast with the love sack <laughs> and look at this. We're already, uh, Advertising, all those, I guess it's not very, uh, it's not a raving. Not really review. easy to get. Yeah. We've never sat in one and it's overpriced. So I guess it's not, <laughs> we're not selling these things. But anyway, thanks for the review. And I encourage everyone to follow along uh, our friend there and let us know what you think about the uh, beanbag chair saga. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Let's listen to some music. Yes. First off, we have a man who goes by the name Stomu Yamashita, and he comes from Japan. He's a Japanese percussionist. He's been doing it for quite a while, since uh, the 70s, at least. And from the bit of research that I did, I gathered that this guy was in a super group with uh, Steve Winwood. They were in a band called Go, and I, I can only assume that that was some sort of progressive, I don't know what. I mean, this guy is pretty out there. Uh, this is the only record that I have by him. It's called Sea and Sky. It's from the year 1984. And to be perfectly honest with you, this is the only song on it that even really feels like a song to me. Everything else is sort of this airy, ambient, uh, very fluid percussive mood music that doesn't have a whole lot of solid ground to it, doesn't have um, a whole lot of support structure, especially for a percussionist. It, it, surprised, it surprised me to learn that he was a drummer and a percussionist because this is a very airy kind of synthy record for the most part, um, at least from what I can dive into it. It's hard for it to grab my attention too much. This song, however, is the extreme exception because we were probably listening to this record in a record store and came across this one track. This track goes by the name And, and it just comes in with this crazy beat that is just so hip hop, it's not funny. And for something in 1984, the production is exquisite. So, do you know you know the track that I'm talking about, babe? It does not ring a bell with me just... Well, you have so many records, it's hard to 
keep track of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even I know they all sound cool. Even in the world of Japanese progressive jazz guys, I have a couple records <laughs> that where it's a similar story where there, there's a lot of waiting through some very jazzy, some very out there avant-garde stuff and then there's um, almost always a diamond. And that's the case on this record. Oh, and also brings me to my last point. Before I play the track, uh, I have a DJ set coming up. I, you know, I, I'm not going to do all the details right here. I'm going to do an ad at the beginning of the show. But my point is that I do an edit of this track that I've been DJing for a while. And, you know, this isn't something that anybody would ever recognize. But it's just such a cool track that I had to speed it up just a little bit and add some drums to it and do my own edit of it because DJing out live is a trippy journey that I want to take everyone along with me on. So please show up to my DJ gigs. Come support the deep cuts. You want to experience it, babe? Yes. Let's do it. Stomu Yamashita, we salute you. Here it is with my favorite track that I know of his. It's called And.
tell you, I never want that outro to end, ever. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, favorite outro of any record I own. That was amazing. Amazing, right? You're probably like, whoa. What was that? I still remember. I, I was... Shocked the system. Oh, my God. As, the, <laughs> as the, the, the kids say, I was shook when I first heard this song. That was Shuggy Otis with Strawberry Letter 23 off of his record, Freedom Flight from 1971. And I first heard this track, I was working with a gentleman, he was uh, doing some production and writing with me. And we, the way he likes to work is listen to some music, roll a joint, go outside, come back in, listen to some music. And then after, you know, one or two hours of listening to music and just uh, getting settled, then we'll start to lay down some music. And we had just smoked. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was a, a, a cold day. And we came inside, took our jackets off, and he turned on the speakers and he put that track on. And and my jaw just dropped to the floor. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd heard the name Shogi Otis before, and I knew about the song Strawberry Letter 23 for, for some reason, and that melody sticks out in my head. Um, I think because there was interpolation that a few artists did, most famously Outkast in, uh, you know, I didn't mean to make, you know, that song, uh, Miss Jackson, oh, didn't yeah. mean to make a dollar to cry. So they kind of like did an interpolation of that. Mm-hmm. I heard this song and it blew me away to begin with. And then it started doing that filtering on the outro. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I was just like, I couldn't imagine what year this was from i i had a feeling it was 70s but i just couldn't believe that someone was already doing that move of like filtering the entire track and then it just goes into that bells and synth and strings i don't know what is happening it just (laughs) melts into the most gorgeous outro beyond being like already at the most gorgeous outro so um I, I let you know how, how crazy I was about this track, and then you hunted down the vinyl for me so sweetly, as you do. It was on eBay, and it was worth every penny. So good. <laughs> I'm glad that we can share that with people. Um, after doing some research on the song Strawberry Letter 23, it appears that the song was made famous by a group called The Brothers Johnson, in 1977 or so and i think i've heard that track you know after the fact of of hearing shuggy's version and pitchfork named it like number 134 best song of the 1970s something like that mm-hmm. shuggy's version is not on what? is not mentioned isn't that crazy i mean there's shuggy otis is the man He's the man. There's no way Brothers Johnson beat that out. No way, Pitchfork. I call... <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Even the cover's amazing. Amazing. Shuggy's the man. Um, <laughs> this record is so good. The Inspiration Letter record is also very good. Was it Inspiration Information? That's another fantastic Shuggy record. It's worth looking up. Uh, his father was Johnny Otis, famous blues singer. Shuggy was born Johnny and also did quite a bit of blues himself by his own right. Uh, but then just transcended into this Lord knows what. 
amazing funk, soul, uh, you know, just an uh, outrageously good singer. Check him out. Shuggy Otis. Shuggy Otis. Speaking of fantastically good singers, before that we had Arthur Verakai. 2007? 2007. And we've played Arthur Verakai before on the show, and you, Lena, have exposed me to him. Uh, He's a Mad Lib favorite. Came on my radar when I think the Vinyl Factory announced a special uh, reissue. But we were just saying how the first record was 1971. I think that's the one that we've played before. This is 2007, his second release. Yeah, this is his follow-up to that that record that we played, which I believe is self-titled. Mm-hmm. He, it, that was his only record. came out in 1971. I think so. And it sounds like it was made the year before this one. It. I just found out today that this record was, was from 2007. I know that they just released it. Um, and it, which was evidently a 10 year anniversary. And I was just doing the math and I was just like, no way. I was just like, what year was this made though? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like something that was found and mixed. And it just sounds so authentically 70s. And ju- he just sounds so youthful too on it. It's really, it's sort of miraculous, I think. It's 36 years. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy and so inspirational as a songwriter as an aging songwriter (laughs) that is so inspirational to hear that you can come up with an amazing follow-up to your debut record 36 years later my my hat's off to you (laughs) you're fucking amazing um gorgeous brazilian uh check him out as well and babe thank you for getting me this record this is uh 2007's encore you're welcome You uh, are responsible for a lot of the records that we're going to be listening to today. I like records. (laughs) We both like records. We like our records. I was eyeing up uh, new shelving units for the records because we're spilling over, people. Yeah. It's exploding. And I was also, when we were driving today, I was fantasizing about the records (laughs) that I don't listen to as much anymore that I can trade in. Get that credit. There it is. Yeah. Pop down to Jupiter in Wilmington and do some damage. Do a little trading. Okay now, and before that, kicking things off, Stomu Yamashita with And. Um, Crazy fusion experience. Japanese. Yes, uh, Japanese percussionist. What'd you think of that track, babe? I like it. I feel like 1984, um... That's amazing. Yeah. Because you can either, it's either really bad or really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming around on the (laughs) 80s. I'm trying to come around on the 80s. And there was an 80s track that I was about to put in the playlist. And I stopped myself midway through because I was like, it's just too much cheese. And I'm going to play it eventually. It's so, it's good though. (laughs) The synths are on fire, but it's just like, oh man, the vocals are, it's, you got to calm it down. (laughs) <laughs> I think. <laughs> but what are you going to do? It's not in there. The Stomu Yamashita got it right. He was doing it right in 1984. Crazy uh, jazz fusion um, experimental percussionist. Wow. What a start. 
and we're not letting up. Hit after hit, and I'm going to hit you with another hit. Here it comes. I'm so excited to bring this on, and I thought, who better to ask you about it than me? Yes. This was a record that you gave me way back when we first started hanging out. You brought your little record case over. This is a certified Miss Lena's pick. Yes. This is a gift that I treasure. It's one of my favorite just you songs overall. Thanks. And I'm talking about Person L. Okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs ever. Thanks. I like this song a lot too. I'm really, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm blushing because <laughs> I do have to play a record that I'm singing on. <laughs> which I just want, you know, I have to disclaim is, is not. You know, <laughs> that wasn't my mo my motivation with with the show. <laughs> this is my record. Yeah, I really like this song. Me too. And there's plenty of these records floating around too. If you want to hop on Discogs and get one for a few bucks, it's worth it. Like this it's is an amazing split. It's with on a Weatherbox personnel split. Absolutely. And Even may the cover's cool. Yeah. Yeah. May I say that just like Weatherbox is like one of the best bands ever too, and that's like. It was such a thrill to be able to do a split with them, and that, that's a band worth exploring for sure. Yes. And I was very excited when you gave it to me because I've not heard it till that time. So that was 2013 when we first met. So I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. Had you not heard it before that? I've had like heard other personnel, like Initial and The Positives, I think. Yeah. But not that, like, that was just never on my radar. I was like, whoa, what is this, like, limited release? Nice. And I just had a stack of them, too. I think that's how we got, like, paid was just in vinyl. Yeah. He he hooked us up, and we, we struck a very nice deal with uh, Scott Heisel, who pressed that to Youth Conspiracy Records. And he basically was just like, well, we're, you know, it's... It's not really about making money with the split. It's just about like getting it out there. It's so sweet of him to make it happen because it was a long, arduous process trying to make that happen. There was other labels that it had fallen through. And finally, Scott stepped up and got the masters and got it all pressed. And it looks and sounds great. And what better opportunity than to share it with everyone here even though you're probably like uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta cool. listen to yourself but can you still sing <laughs> like that like that we'll see i sort of have <laughs> to i even when i recorded it i remember I had to, i had to like half lose my voice you before i did it thing <laughs> and um oh and this is a good time to shout out volcano vinyl too um brian medlin and brian schmutz uh, i think it was brian medlin that said that this was his favorite vocal performance of mine it's amazing thank you this is why i wanted to bring it on um not only is it just yes it's you but i think it's a great song and i i love personnel those two records that you guys put out and i just feel like it's uh not played a lot so i yeah. want to play it here with you and uh, with the listeners. <laughs> I really appreciate it. You know, Personnel is definitely a deep cut band. You got your Personnel shirt on, too. I You're do. Just like... I am rocking it right now. Woo! No shame. Yes. Personnel is the shit. 
<laughs> this song is amazing. I think the way you deliver it. And I just, when I first heard it, I was like, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I really do like this song. and I know it's about an ex-girlfriend, no. blah, blah. Yeah, you know but how But I is. feel like... <laughs> Everyone can relate to yeah. it, though. Once you hear it, I think at one point in everybody's lives, we've been in a relationship where it's just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, and that's what I think is so beautiful about it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to play it here. This is Personnel Okay.
baby. You're probably going through a lot of emotions right now. I just hit you with so many hits. <laughs> Those were my two picks. What you just heard was Fern Kenny, 1979, Groove Me. And, I mean, that's a perfect title for it. What a pick. That track was called Baby Let Me Kiss You. The album closer off of Groove Me from 1979? Yes. What a record. It's got that fantastic vinyl wear, too, in this, yeah. the circular wear on the record sleeve. I love that. Fern Kenny came on my radar, all thanks to Mr. Elijah Wood. None other than... <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> My long lost cousin, <laughs> Elijah Wood. <laughs> um, he tweeted this out a few years ago. I guess there's a. He's a DJ and he has this like kind of music page. I forget what it's called. Um, but Isn't it Wooden Ships? Isn't that no. his thing? Is it? I thought so, but I could have it wrong. That's easily sure. look up a ball for anyone that, that He likes curious. music. He likes groovy music. He gave this a shout out and I happened to just see the tweet and I heard the track and I was like, whoa. Yeah. That it, track's amazing. That track is crazy. <laughs> it goes on so long and it goes into like it's it's incredible production. I was trying to uh, find out if I'd recognize any of the names. What was his the, the cool guy's name again? Produced by Wolf. Stevenson. Wolf Stevenson. And I meant to check out some of his credits in the break, but we were just dancing and getting into it. So sorry. You got you can check out Wolf Stevenson's credits yourselves there. <laughs> and thanks to Ms. Elijah. Lena and yeah, and, and Elijah, I am gonna be DJing the F out of this. <laughs> Fun track. That's a really fun track. And we were also looking up, we did research whether or not that was a hit because it's such a strong track. It should track. have been. And look at her. She looks iconic on that cover. And it's not a hit. It was just a deep cut. It's just it a, is now. Yeah, it is. We're going <laughs> to revive that song. There's going to be a whole revolution of Fern Kinney. I wonder what she's up to. Maybe she's, I don't know. She could be on the, on the come up. Maybe. She's amazing. It's a good track, 1979, Groove Me. Before that was, and let's talk about it. We had Charlie Schneider, Nate Vaith, Brian Medlin, Ryan Zamero, and Kenneth Vasoli. Personnel. Personnel. Live at Vasoli Electric Warehouse in Orland, PA. <laughs> uh, engineered and produced by Andrew Torrey. <laughs> for the split seven inch with Weatherbox. It's a great track. Thank you so much. Thanks for playing it, babe. I love it. It holds up. I like it. And that was a fun band, and I hope we get to play more. I know it's weird that we haven't played in a while, but you know, we've been all just into our new projects and been meaning to come back to it, and I'm sure it'll happen sooner than later because we're all buds, is the thing. Like, we're all, we all hang out. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to do some sort of vocal gymnastics before I can <laughs> get limber to, to do that one live. <laughs> because oh, I'll tell you, there's a number. That was hard to record, huh? 
That was. Um, yeah, I remember <laughs> trying to record that with Tori, and and I think maybe halfway through it, you know, through getting some takes, I just sort of turned to him and, and I went into the room and I said, you know, I'm gonna have to. I just have to take this home and do this on my own time because it just feels silly in front of you. <laughs> like, quite honestly, it was just coming out really like pretend screamy, you know, like bad horror movie screamy. <laughs> And um, I had to get into the zone. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I think it's a beautiful track. Thank you so much. And it's on a cool split with Weatherbox. Add it to your collection. Comes in both green and <laughs> <laughs> orange translucent vinyl. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm proud of that. And Weatherbox is the shit. Brian Warren is a genius good music good stuff those are my two picks for uh episode 20 hey great picks babe thank you chilling it and killing it <laughs> so up next let me take a look see what do you have next all right now i have a little bit of redemption <laughs> a little bit of pronunciation redemption coming at the audience. I've played this before. I believe I played this on the Brian Schmutz episode, Curious Minds, if I have that title right. And the name of this album is Amygdala. And you know that. Amygdala. Amygdala. You know that because you've studied <laughs> medicine. <laughs> you've studied the brain. <laughs> And you know that the amygdala is, uh, I, I take it, a very important part of the brain. <laughs> Wait, can you explain a little bit about the amygdala to, to the Wax On audience? You weren't dur here during the episode. I thought that you just sort of let me go with I it. had no idea. Like, <laughs> sometimes you, a lot of the time, this is you just like play me what you got right then there that night. You yeah. don't go over it. So sometimes I just don't even look at the cover. <laughs> And I think I was—I just trust you. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like way later on that I think I forget what we were doing, and you're like, "Oh wait," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I, we that that word just came up somewhere else, and someone said amygdala, or it was on some sort of thing. And I was like, oh, like, or you said it. Like, it was somehow, like, in text and you said it. And I was like, that's that? <laughs> because I think I'd heard that word before, too. But the thing with DJ Cozy is he's German. So I just figured it for a German word. I thought a <laughs> Amy Glada is like, a, that's how I said it. That's how I used to say it. And I thought it was some sort of weird German or Icelandic word. And I'm a dumb idiot. <laughs> I don't know the big fancy college words <laughs> You're brilliant, babe Oh, thanks, babe It's part of the brain <laughs> I know, it's obviously one that, I don't, that isn't working so great with me Is it the one that, that can pronounce words right? I think it's the one that's <laughs> responsible for like emotions Or uh, like survival instinct Oh, yeah I have that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 
I think you can double check me out. <laughs> we heard it on that track that you played. We def- it, it was amygdala was acting up. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Cozy. DJ Cozy. We have uh, his wonderful record, Amygdala, where he's in a in a pink field with a helmet on on a reindeer. Moose. A moose. <laughs> And he's looking regal, and he's looking very DJ Cozy, uh, wild and weird. And this is track that is going by the name My Plans, featuring Matthew Deere, who has a very cool baritone alien voice that I like very much. Uh, he's an excellent Detroit DJ that's been doing it for decades now. And it teamed up with DJ Cozy for another of many appearances on one of his tracks. And DJ Cozy is a fascinating character. He doesn't make many appearances, um, from what I gather, and does not put out many records. This was his first in many years. Came out the year... I'm going to say around 2013, but it's not making it totally clear to me. But let's go with that, you know? And if you want to call me on it, waxonpodcast at gmail.com. I may or may not remember the password. It's for you. It never does. It's, <laughs> it's for me to know and you to find out. It's secretive. Um, so this is My Plans from DJ Cozy. Off of amygdala. Amygdala. <laughs> Did I say motions? Because I'm going to look like an idiot. The yeah. amygdala? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Emotions yeah. and survival. Something, yeah. yeah. Like, it looked up and it's like here. And I was like, wait. It's okay, emotions.
lights out the sunroof of Lexus coupes Leave no witnesses, what you think this is? Ain't no amateurs here, I damage and tear MCs fear me, they too near not to hear me Clearly, I'm the triple beam dream 1,000 grams of uncut to the gut It seems fucked up the way I touched up the grill Trying to play gorilla when you ain't no killer The gats by your liver, your upper lip quiver You're ready to die, tell God I said hi MC, niggas know the steelo, unbelievable. to do it none other than the appropriately named notorious big from his magnificent opus his debut record ready to die from the year 1994 it's a great track yeah what do you think about notorious big babe what is that beat what is that beat for 1994 Come on, that's hard. So good. That weird dissonant fluttering note that comes in and just like hangs over the chorus and then just shrinks out. Yeah, love that track. Um, classic deep cut from titular record from a legendary rapper. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> So thanks so much for sticking with us. We're going all over the place. As you can hear, every decade, every genre, we're not afraid. What's next? <laughs> Coming up next is an artist that I'm ashamed to haven't played soon enough on the podcast. This is a heavy influence on my music. None other than the Beach Boys. Ooh. Brian Wilson and Company. This is from their record release originally in 1968 by the name of Friends. And this track is Be Here in the Morning. It's when they started to get so wonderfully strange. That's the time that I really appreciate the Beach Boys the most is when they got... Uh, Weird. Weird, yeah. <laughs> when Brian Wilson was just pushing the weird envelope as far as he could, and the other guys were just getting a little uncomfortable going along with it. And there was some, you know, uh, obviously weird music that was made in there, and then some fantastic music that was made in there. <laughs> and it's all about these moments that you can pull out um, of these records that you don't hear quite as much as the classics and the, the, you know, toted pet sounds and whatnot from the Beach Boys, this comes from Friends. So let's dive in, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's 
Okay, that was Owen Marshall in The Naked Truth. And that track was called Nana's Sleeping. Uh, <laughs> what were you saying, man? Nana's Sleeping. Nana's Sleeping. <laughs> it's perfect, right? It's like, yeah, a lullaby. Yes, it's like Nana's Sleeping in the next room. I'm sleeping. I think I did that to you, didn't I? Well, we've reached that point in the night when I've uh, let Owen Marshall as Captain Puff in The Naked Truth sing us all a lullaby with his Wurlitzer and his horn and his echo. And we are all ready for bed. And so... To put us all to bed, I have my favorite lullaby ever. And do you do you know the track I'm about to play? Maybe have we tried to play this before? I don't think we have, but we've listened to this a bunch of times. No, like saying, have we personally tried? Um, is this who I think it is? Yes, yes. Mr. Eric Satie. This is Mr. Eric Satie. Classic composer from oh I hope this I have this right the, eight, the from the 1800s. <laughs> Is it bad I don't even know that? <laughs> um, yeah, very old composer. Here, wait, let's see here. Well, here I can tell you a little bit about this recording at least. So this is the piano music of Eric Satie who was a French composer, and he was a bit of an oddball. I know that about him. I mean, there's a whole big thing here, but I refuse to read it. As you know, I refuse to read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they go into all sorts of stuff. That was the big thing about text. Old text is they love to be long-winded, you know? Well, I guess, or maybe that's just me being, you know, a little bit of a brat in the age of Twitter. <laughs> anyway... Eric Satie was a brilliant composer, um, and he was uh, brought to my attention by producer and friend Grant Wheeler. Um, he just played this track for me and said that it was one of the most relaxing pieces of music that he knew. And I recognized it immediately. I think it's been used in a bunch of movies. It's very cinematic, and it's also very modern sounding. And I, I was surprised to realize that it was a classic composer. And then I started diving into Eric Satie and his life and I got a book of his writings and it is crazy. <laughs> this guy was, um, you know, I, I, I urge you to look up more about him because he's a fascinating character and I, can, uh, I can't really do it justice just breezing over it here, but I will say that he did try to make music that, that sounded like furniture I believe I have that right. So he had some pretty out there ideas. And this is uh, perhaps his most well-known piece of music. And this is also something that we play on the piano sometimes. You tried to teach me. Yeah, you can do the left hand and I do the right hand. We did. We pulled it off a few yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pretty easy piece of music to play. And it's also like impressive if you figure it out. You like really can impress people in the room if you just play it because it's it's just such a naturally beautifully composed piece of music 
Um, this is Eric Satie, played by Frank Glazer. And I'm not sure exactly when this record came from, but it came from uh, either a library or, or a radio station. And there's a, a list here of when it was first played and when it was last played. And it even says last in the column. And the first date was 1-11-1982, and the last one was 12-31-91. And... This, uh, this was the first track that was played back in 82, and I'm going to bring it back around here in 2017. But and composed, like, in the 1800s. Yes. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know when Frank played it, but uh, Eric didn't record this himself. He was long he was long gone at that point. But he he was a legend. And, yeah, read, <laughs> read up on this guy. He's a, he's a really colorful character and... Um, also had a lot of funny things to say about critics. Even back then, he was just like, critics know, you know, critics don't know anything. They would make music. If, you know, he just like was, had a lot of <laughs> piss and vinegar, um, which is pretty funny, you know, that someone even back then was just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, he's just pretty, pretty punk. Um, and a lot of his stuff is exceptionally dissonant um, compared to this stuff. So enjoy the smooth vibes. This is, you know, Genopedes. <laughs> I love pronouncing stuff. <laughs> Let me stretch my amygdala here, take a swig of water, and give this <laughs> give this a shot. <laughs> I also looked up the meaning of this word, and there's no uh, there's no defined meaning that anyone can find. It's most likely a dance, um, but this is Gymnopedes parts one, two, and three, composed by Eric Satie played by Frank Glazer, and broadcasted out to you beautiful people. Any parting words, my love? Take care. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Good night, everybody. Wax on, you crazy diamonds. <laughs> <laughs>